It is a uh, jam-packed, slammed, busy, fun, football-filled day here on The Ref. We are on location as we are every single Thursday at Cavens Construction. Well, I should say most Thursdays. And the OU football contingent is in Arlington for Big 12 Media Days. And it's one of those kind of mile markers towards the start of the college football season. And I, for one, am fired up. It, we're going to spin out 1030. Everybody kind of let's, for those of you who have some honeydews to take care of this morning, uh, if, if it's a day off or if it's a summer break for even though, as I've come to learn, there's no such thing really as summer breaks for teachers or professors or anyone involved in the <laughs> uh, education uh, profession. If it's maybe you need to fit in a nap after working an overnight, if it's trying to schedule maybe an, an early lunch, or can you do brunch during the week? I'm just here to tell you, I think you're going to want to be, I know you're going to want to be near the radio at 1030 today. Because it'll be the first time in a, I don't know, would this be a proper way to put it, Josh? The first time in really a non kind of sooner event setting that we'll hear from Brent Venables as the head coach at Oklahoma. I and, and I say that with a little bit of hesitance because I don't know if he's done any coaching clinics this summer. I know that he's he's been everywhere. I feel like I've I've tried to follow everything BV has done this, and I know in the medical profession, I'll I'll try to steer clear of, of saying BV, even though that's that's what everyone calls him. But in Coach Venable's off season, I mean this is this is beyond his press conference, like one of the first official events headed towards the start of the season. Right, spring ball was here, and spring ball was great, but. What what was it? One of the I mean, I, I, am I making too much of this? Am I getting too over the top on on this? I mean, it's it's one of the first times that we've seen Brent Venables in this setting outside of a Sooner Caravan or something of that nature. No, I think that's exactly right. It it is. It's a non Sooner setting. It's Big Twelve Media Days, and it's the first time a lot of folks outside of those of us here locally will. Have heard from Brent Venables since he took over as Oklahoma's head coach. Probably for you and I and everybody else out there, there will be a little bit of repeating today from Brent Venables. I hope we get some some new stuff, though, from Coach today. So yesterday was fun because in, in our offseason, in Chris Plank and Josh Helmers and – I would say close to you know ninety percent. I don't know why I'm big on ninety percent this morning. Close to ninety percent of our audience, we haven't been living and dying in everything that Neil Brown in West Virginia, Lance Leipold, uh, Dave Arandit, Baylor. Um, I, I'll, I mean, there's a much larger percentage keeping tabs on things with with the Oklahoma State side of things because I mean we have a very large chunk of Oklahoma State listeners, but. Who am I leaving out from yesterday? OSU, Kansas, West Virginia, Baylor, and Kansas State? 
Kansas State. Okay. Um, we, we probably, uh, uh, four of those five teams, we have not been following them to the degree that any of their beat reporters are following them during the offseason. So yesterday was, at least for me, fun to get in that uh, informational and get edumacated on what's going on in places like Manhattan, Lawrence, Waco, and and, and, and beyond, Morgantown. I have a pretty good feeling what's going on in Stillwater. But I don't know, Josh. I'm... I'm all in right now on well, – let me back up real quick. So because of that, because we're not following it, everything yesterday was was educational. Every, so outside of wanting to know what book Dave Aranda has been reading as his first question out of the gate. So I can't help but wonder if there will be some frustration today for OU fans because, as you just put it, Josh – there will be a lot of those questions that we've been talking about and have had answered – oh, Tiger in the drink – and have had answered all preseason, all, you know, the countdown to the start of, of 2022. You know, you know, someone has read or seen somewhere about soul missions, so there will be someone that asks about that. There will be questions about, hey, what is your philosophy? But in that, we, we were, if I'm saying this right, we were those people yesterday to people that cover those teams. <laughs> and now today we become frustrated if we don't get anything new, right? Today it becomes, my gosh, we've, we've heard Coach talk about this. Come on. There will be some frustration from Sooner fans, but I also think it's great anytime you get to hear Brent Venables talk. I hope we learn a little bit more about, about guys that have, have, have starred, guys who have had good summers. I hope we hear a little bit more about what reintroducing Schmitty has been like for him. I hope I hope we get a little bit more of a snapshot of what these renovations truly mean. How different are the the offices looking for the perspective of what is the focus? Where is the the improvement needed just from a facilities perspective? I mean, these are all things that have been mentioned but not gone in depth on. I just know you're going to get the well, what what stood out about bringing in Dylan Gabriel? You know, what's it been like being back at Oklahoma? What's it like being a first-time head coach? All these things that we've heard him talk about, Josh, but for the most part it's been ho-hum. Um, not, I don't want to say ho-hum. It, it, it's been things that we've learned about. I hope we get a few things that we haven't had asked during this offseason so far. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Ha- We've heard a little bit about Ethan Downs, but I'd be curious to hear the head coach, hey, why is he at Big 12 Media Days? What made you comfortable to bring him down here to Big 12 Media Days? What has he shown you that's impressed you and the staff? What is it that has caught your eye when it comes to that? If you're sitting there, let's just real quick before we recap day one. Numero uno, Josh Helmer holds up his hand, gets called on to ask a question. What's the one thing that you hope we get out of today from Brent Venables? I'd have to think about that for a quick second here because – Go ahead. Take your time. I, I'm, I'm sorry. That sounded smart. I mean, no need to just jump with it right now because I have one. What do you no, want to know then? I want – to know what's it like being back at Oklahoma. And I want to know about the soul mission. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if there's one question that I have this morning, 
And I, I don't know I, – I don't even know if Brent Venables is in a position to where he's had his time to truly answer it. But do we enter fall with everything installed? Was spring enough to where the offense has learned the offense, the defense understands the defense, and now we go into fall where it's just kind of the fine-tuning? I don't think the answer is, yeah, everything's installed. I, I don't know. So my number one thing would be with a whole new – and what did Kale Gundy say? It was a great line. I think it was along the lines of it's like we're, it's like we're learning a new language, right? Like Portuguese is, I think, how he put it whenever he was learning Jeff Levy's offense. But to me, and, and, and again, maybe someone's listening and says, oh, well, that's easy. It's this. I, I don't know, okay? You're smarter than me then, okay? But hang that little banner on your wall. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they're in a place right now to where you go in and after spring and with some of the new guys that will be coming in, you know, it's just, all right. We, we You know the defense. You know the offense. You're not game planning right away. You're still learning and practicing and honing and perfecting your craft. But I would just be curious, Josh, from a schematic perspective, where are they in the players understanding what this defense and what this offense is? By the way, you guys can use that. It would be a great question to ask today. You would probably get that's a really good question from Brent Venables. But – because I'm going to assume they still have a lot of work to do, Josh. I'm just curious at what percentage is that work? It's a good question. What percentage are you at? How comfortable are you in that process? There, there are obviously some younger faces that weren't early enrollees that everything will be fresh to. But for your mainstays, for the folks that were involved in the spring, percentage-wise, where are you at in all of this? You'd think – Probably decently far along. Yes. Yes. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget it. <laughs> because, and again, I use I use a term like install because I hear Teddy say it a lot, and I'm sure that there's other ways that you can describe it. I'm sure there's other terminology that could be used to better kind of describe where they are. But, yeah, where, where are you in the install and understanding of your system? You know, and, and then I would, I would dovetail off that if I would get a follow-up who are the guys to you that can be the leaders that have shown, hey, this is this is clicking maybe a little bit smoother? You would hope it's the Deshaun Whites, the the veterans, right? The the Woody Washingtons, even though, I mean, what? <laughs> hey, go shut that guy down <laughs> when you're a cornerback. But just from the understanding of of what you want to be defensively, who are the guys that have shown early, I guess you could say, a, a magnetism to kind of attract what, what you're wanting to do? You know, I, and I think a natural answer, right, when you look at the guys who are there, I mean, one of the natural answers has to be Ethan Downs, right? Ethan Downs isn't at Big 12 Media Day unless there's been something about him that has shined. Ethan Downs probably isn't there asking or answering questions unless something that he's done has stood out. I, I, I mean, but that, that to me, th- those are the things I'm curious to learn today. Those are the things that I'm intrigued to find out from Brent Venables here this afternoon.
Yeah, there's so many questions that I'd be curious to hear him talk about. I don't know if there's an overarching number one for me. I'm interested to hear his thoughts on the offensive line. Where is that at right now? Running back, just position by position, the transfers. How many transfers are going to slot in realistically as starters for Oklahoma, and is that alarming in Brent Venable's mind? What challenges does that present? And then kind of a big picture question that isn't roster-related for Oklahoma that I'd be curious to hear Brent Venable's thoughts about, mostly because of recent moves with USC and UCLA, and obviously we know what is going on with Oklahoma and, and Texas, but how different is this Big 12 that he's entering as compared to the Big 12 that he left in his mind? What does he see that's different about it? What does he see that's the same about it? I like it. I like it a lot. I think that you're going to get questions today about the Big 12 move, but I – I do think Coach Venables has an out in that. He's like, hey, listen, that's a decision that was made before I came here, and my focus is winning the Big 12 as long as we're here and preparing this program for a move to the SEC. And maybe maybe a great follow-up to that would be if he is you talk about, hey, I'm the guy to take you to the SEC. I'm preparing this program for the SEC. What does that look like? What does that actually mean? If – if you were to say, "Hey, we're I'm the guy to lead you to the SEC, and we're gonna we're gonna be ready to go to the SEC," All right, when you came in and you took over this program, what was it that you saw that needed to change? And maybe it'll be vague. Maybe he won't answer it. I don't know. I it hasn't been like Brent Venables to not answer something. It feels like he's been pretty spot on whenever it comes to any question. But that would be fascinating to me. Hey, you. We talk about this program. There's things it needs to do, Josh, in order to be ready for the SEC. I know you can't get into too many specifics, but can you give us a few things that whenever you took over from your time at Clemson and, you know, obviously with um, – why did I just blank on his – why did I – oh, that turnip scene. With that turnip scene and what he's seen at Georgia and, and Alabama, what did you guys specifically see that, you know, hey, we need to make sure we upgrade that? Because I'm fascinated by that. Is it personnel up front? Is it body types? Across the board, what does it look like? Is it something schematically, offensively, a mindset offensively, the way that they're going to be punishing on that side of the football too? Just to hear him sort of wax poetically about what his vision for the future is in terms of being successful in the SEC would be – would be fascinating. And maybe and probably he would turn it into, well, a lot of the same things that we hope to have to be successful this season in the Big 12 Conference. But it would be it'd be fun to hear him. If he only took the SEC approach, w- w- what do you need to see happen? How are you trying to reshape this roster? Coaches, though, are always careful to tiptoe around anything that would – indict say the the current roster or signal that yeah it's not quite where we want it to be just yet all right um let's take a quick break it is nine nineteen on the ref he's josh helmer i'm chris plank we're on the road today at caven's construction
uh, we got got the whole crew that's going to join us. Jess is coming up just after the bottom of the hour. Gary's going to be right before uh, Brent Venables and Chris later on in the show. But this is an OU football show, as it always is, pigeonhole focused on Media Day. And we'll take you there live at 1030 to hear from Brent Venables right here on The Ref. So my, my favorite thing is taking place right now at Big 12 Media Day. And it's the, the one time where I'm a little bit more bitter <laughs> that I'm not down there. But with the with the constantly evolving rule book, I love whenever the – and it used to be Walt Anderson, and now it's Greg Burke that's the Big 12 director of, of officiating. And – they sit down and they really give you an opportunity to learn about the rules and the changes and how they're gonna how they're gonna be used and how they're gonna be called. It's it's really a cool. It it, it can be mundane and boring, but I always when people complain about it, my response is don't go, don't go. No one tells you you have to go to hear the director of officials talk about rules. Like oh this is boring. Fine, leave. Bye. He's just going to be here and complain about it. Shut up. It's like if someone – oh, man, Lance Leipold is so boring. Okay, you don't have to ask him questions. You don't have to be there. But anyway, so Greg Burks is meeting with the media this morning. Here is one adjustment on targeting. Now, I don't know how, how big, in your opinion, Josh, this is, but – the change is similar to the current appeal process in games not involving instant replay, which, by the way, it's there's not many games that don't involve instant replay, right? I mean, is there any? But if a player is disqualified in the second half, the conference has the option to consult the national coordinator of football officials who would then facilitate a video review. Based on the review, if and only if the national coordinator concludes that it is clearly obvious the player should not have been disqualified, the conference may vacate the suspension. So, I mean, don't we th- – that seems a little bit like, – like Heather Dennis just tweeted, this is an important one. Is it? Um, it, it I think it's an NCAA rule change. And, I mean, isn't about every single targeting penalty reviewed now anyway? Seems like it, yeah. And I don't know that there's a ton of times anymore where you come away from it and feel like the targeting call is totally wrong. That if they go go back through and review it, that – in that sort of situation, someone right. would be suspended, and then all of a sudden it goes to the re- video review board and the suspension gets uplifted. I don't see that being much of a change. I, I guess maybe if they're saying, all right, now, and, and maybe this is just not being there and having to, to read the tea leaves from it, but Tiger's got a super long birdie putt here after bogeying the first hole. By the way, British Open right now, our Open Championship. Roy McIlroy, three shots off the lead. Uh, 
Young is the leader. I don't know. There's there's eight thousand Youngs that I know on the on the PGA Tour. Is it Rodney D. Young? Is it Chase Young? Anyway, Young's the leader at eight under, and Tiger's going to par his second hole after double bogeying the first. Um. So anyway, r- real quick on this before we take a break, get caught up on things. As Greg Burks meets with the media right now to talk uh, officiating changes. If it's just kind of a general conversation where, hey, you know, after the game's over, if they're eliminated or <laughs> eliminated, if they're booted in the second half, you can appeal it. That's fine. But when they say in games not involving instant replay, I mean, I I haven't been to a game that doesn't have instant replay <laughs> in the – you know, 11 years that I've been doing sidelines for the University of Oklahoma. And maybe that's just, you know, kind of terminology that they use to, to cover everything. If if you get booted in the second half and you're able to appeal it and they can override it, okay, that's fine. But why not the whole game? So I there's probably a couple of things that being there, I would be able to ask questions and better understand Rule 9-1-3. I know everyone's taking a screenshot and, and showing you the changes to uh, the blocking rules and blocking below the waist, which is, as I understand it, might be pretty big in Jeff Levy's offense. But, yeah, interesting interesting morning. But I'm the only one that nerds out about this. You couldn't care less about most of this, right? Oh, I think it's kind of interesting, some of it. That particular change I, I don't think is – altogether groundbreaking like you said yes there's not a game where Oklahoma will play where there isn't already review <laughs> and I don't see a lot of reversals from no. targeting decisions once he goes to the second uh, review board if a targeting happened in the second half I think by and large anymore the targeting suspension is going to stand yes I like uh, Jesse G there's a brick wall with a with a banner on it that says smarter than plank. Yeah, sometimes a brick wall is much smarter than I am. Let's just take this for what it is. But I, the phraseology of that is a little bit odd to me. But again, maybe maybe being there and hearing it explained will help out quite a bit. We are an hour away from Brent Venables. You asked a great question, Josh. Let's hit it before the break. These, these sessions, if I understand the schedule correctly, are 15 minutes at the podium, correct? That sounds right. Sure. Okay. I'm not looking at the schedule. That's not the most confident answer I've ever received in my life, but we'll just go with it. Over under number of questions that Brent Venable gets asked. Where would you set that total? I'm going to say seven. And whoa, and I, I was going to say four. I think they get like twenty or twenty-five minutes. Oh, do the they? Coaches. Okay, okay. I, because they have a separate podium, right, set up for the the players that are there. Kind yes. Of, okay, so I, I yeah I. Sorry, I, I didn't know which uh, you were referring to, players or coaches. Yeah, no, we should get Venables, I think, for a solid 20, 25 minutes. Okay, so you would put it at 7? That's pretty good if we get 20, 25. Um, see, because if we were talking like 15, I was probably going to set the over-under at 4. Yeah, that'd be a good number. But how about we, how about we go with a hook? Let's go over-under 6.5 for questions for Brent Venables today. It will go over. You'll go over. Over. I'm going to take the under. That's – 
I'll take the under six and a half for Brent Venable questions today. I for the nine one eight will BV take one question and go with a motivational speech for the remainder of the time. <laughs> Maybe he feels like some of these dudes in the media need that. All right, listen, you asked me that question. Here we go. Let me let me take you through what you guys need to know. Let me just answer any question that you might have today. Hey, that was always the great things about Bob Stoops opening statements, right? You know, people would people would say things, man, Bob Stoops kind of probably tough to deal with. It's like, well, no. He would answer every question in either his opening statement or in a post game interview that, you know, I was blessed to do with him for quite a while. Uh, he would answer just about every question in your in your first question. So, yeah, it would be a little bit shorter if he had answered because he's probably answered that question at some point. So I think Brent Venables, I'd like that. It's like, listen, I know you guys have questions, so just I'm going to pretty much answer them all right here and go. Uh, I, I like this. Here he goes. Uh, Big Bad Wolf. Nah, he takes the whole time answering two questions. So with six and a half, Josh, there's two of us that are on the under right now. You're the only one on the over. I'm telling you guys, we will get at least seven questions. Seven. Are you going to go Arnie Spanier and say, I promise you? I promise you that. Guaranteed. In, in the Josh Helmer confidence scale, where would you put it on a, a, from one to ten? Is this a, a, a lock a lock bet right now? No, Would this you is as- not a lock bet. I'm at like a six. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in, in, in Fox Sports Radio history was uh, Mark Willard was doing a show, and he's like, I guarantee you that's going to happen. I'll cut my arm off if it doesn't. And I don't remember who was doing the show with him. I think it might have been Brian. No, he goes, I, I – we can't pay that bet off. I mean, could you imagine if you're – and by the way, I think he was wrong because the bet was LeBron would never win a championship in Cleveland. Could you imagine if there was a radio segment where it's like, all right, to pay off his bet, here's Mark. He's got to cut his arms off because he made that bet. And as we know, you have to pay up every bet. Um, For the five – not everyone is – not everyone is on the over with you, Josh. From the 580, I think he will only answer two or three. <laughs> so that's on the under. Answers are usually like seven minutes. <laughs> um, under. He took 20 minutes on one question after his hire. Now, here's the thing. I could sense I could sense the collective moan from here. And, and again, I want to make this very clear. I love hearing Brent Venables talk about these things. I think more about, you know, maybe kind of the more cynical people in the media. Murdoch, that uh, if a question is asked about, say, soul mission, how you might just have a couple people throw their papers up in the air because, like, ah, he loves to talk about this. We're never getting a question. Real quick for the 918, I hope someone asks about uh, Coach V about what Mike Gundy said yesterday, or as this is put it, crybaby in Stillwater. Oh, I'm sure they will, but, you know. Kind of like everyone wanted Baker Mayfield to play King Petty whenever he did his first press conference for the Carolina Panthers, Josh, um, and, and crush the Cleveland Browns. I don't think Brent Venables would go King Petty and take any shots in Mike Venables or Oklahoma State. We want him to, and it would be hilarious 
But I just I don't see that being something that Brent Venables would allow to occupy his time. No, he won't take that approach. There is a good good chance, and I would say a better than good chance, that he gets asked about Mike Gundy's comments from yesterday and does it matter to him that Bedlam will or will not continue, right? I mean, don't you think that's probably going to happen? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Boy, Josh, you're, you're getting hammered on the overbets right now. I would love to see the overbet, though. I would love to see the overbet. 580. Me too. I could I could listen to Brent Venables talk OU football all day long. It's like I'm not I, I think th- th- this is not a shot at anybody. But I think there are some people that are so consumed with themselves and so cocky that they want to make sure their questions get answered. And when you have a coach that actually is giving you good information, if you're not so caught up in wanting to have your question answered and you're listening to him, you can learn a lot. But I think there's a lot. Welcome to my broadcasting seminar. It's Chris Plank with you. I think sometimes if instead of being all caught up in, I better make sure I have a question asked, you listen, you're going to learn a lot. I think that's where we benefit from getting to listen from afar today. I think we're going to learn a lot. I'm excited about it. We are less than an hour away from Brent Venables talking for the first time at Big 12 Media Days. We'll bring you the entire press conference uninterrupted live right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back to the Plank Show right here on The Ref. As soon as you sit down, your phone starts blowing up. I know. I turned it on silent. Okay. Everything good, though? Yeah, yeah. Really you sh- good. You sure? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't want to keep you from anything here. It's no, very important. Never. Uh, when we make our trip to Cavens Construction, we always get a chance to talk to Jessica Lyle, who hello, joins us hello. to kick off this segment for a few minutes. She Now, I, is there a true title here? Jessica, the maintenance guru. Jessica, all things Cavens. What mm-hmm. would you – how would you label – identify yourself here uh, in the role at Cavens? My job title is maintenance manager. Maintenance manager. Sorry, I'm a little sn- sniffly today. No, that's okay. <laughs> Just hey, uh, Gary's getting on that microphone next, so I'm not even too worried no about problem. it. We're far no. enough. Allergies? I think kicked my butt yesterday. It was bad. What is it? Grass. Is it pollen? <laughs> Mine was bad because not only did I have grass issues, but I also mowed yesterday for some ridiculous reason. That'll so do it. it. Kicked it up all over the place. All right, uh, let's get the official business out of the way. Uh, Cavens Maintenance, which, again, for those that maybe aren't familiar with it, if you own a business, if you're a rental property owner, there's a lot of things that pop up, right? If it's Mm -hmm. a hole in the wall, if it's uh, maybe some painting that needs to be done, if you find a dead animal, uh, whatever whatever it might be, (laughs) there's a lot of things that can pop up. And you become a one-stop shop for anything mm-hmm. that is necessary mm-hmm. on that front. Take us through it. Well, for example, if Animal Control is trying to charge you $800 to pick up a dead cat, we can help with that because oh, that was something that came in yesterday that was entertaining. Yeah, that's um, $800. It's a lot of money, man. For a cat. I had a car repair the other day that was 80 bucks, and I was like, I can't pay that. Can you imagine 800 bucks? It's like, <laughs> I'll just scoop this thing and throw it on the other side of the road if necessary. <laughs> um, but I, 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 will, I will say this much. It's, there have been 
reductions in forces. People have, you know, obviously changed kind of their business approach. But even in that, there are still things in your physical building that need to be fixed, that need to be upgraded, that need to be taken care of. And, Jessica, you can do it all, and you're available 24-7. That's true. Yep. What's the latest phone call you've received? Have you ever got any overnight bad boys? You know, I got a call last night at, like, 1230 that woke me up. It was just the security company telling Uh, me the power was out here. Here? Yeah. Did we have power go out, or was it just... I don't know. Huh. That was unrelated to what we're talking about. But the point is, you're you're always available. I mean, I'm answering my phone at 1230 last night, and then I woke up this morning really grumpy, and I was like... Steven, my husband, who may be listening. Morning, hey, Steven. babe. He, um, he was like, well, how'd you sleep? And I said, well, not as great as usual because the security company called at 1230. And then I think I got a prank call at like 2 in the morning. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. People still prank call? No, no, no. Listen, so I checked my call log, and it didn't happen. I must have dreamed it. This is how much we work at Cavens. I'm That's dreaming the, about that. Is, that is commitment right there. Mm-hmm. You know, most people dream about exotic vacations. Right, maybe. Right. They, no, 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 no. Jessica's dreaming about taking care of maintenance work right. for you. About what could be going wrong. In By God, that is properties. commitment, Jessica. 3 a.m., you got a mold problem. I'll listen to you. <laughs> Tell me about it. I listen. Um, <laughs> the, the vents are blowing up dust. I don't know what to do. It's 3 mm-hmm. in the morning. Help me out. 405 573 Three zero four eight, and it's it's any business. It's uh, it, you. We mentioned rental properties. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's got to be a challenging one too. Someone can have cavens, and you guys can take care of it with take care of it for them. Yes, we do a lot of work with um, people that own you know multiple rent houses, and if it's something that they just can't get going, they they really. The feedback that I get is they really appreciate us because they can text me, and I can usually have somebody out there. The same day, worst case scenario, the next day. But we do our best to try to make sure they and their tenants are taken care of in a timely manner. So, speaking of Stephen, have we decided when we're going Von Tung- Tunglin? Von Tunglin? Von- well, I, so we got married in Belize. Exactly. And I'm waiting on our official license ah, to come in. Okay. All right. Cool. And they go slow. There. <laughs> that's, that, that's really their motto. Like, oh, they're, they're like island slogan where we like to go is go slow and oh, okay yeah they're taking their time so maybe by this time next year <laughs> <laughs> maybe by the time that Brent Venables is talking to Big 12 Media Days next year mm-hmm. you'll actually have uh the the proper last name well awesome all right uh, on the maintenance side of things is there anything else we need to make sure that to magnify you know it's crazy because it's 100 degrees out but mm-hmm. we've talked about whenever the weather changes uh, snow removal issues, which if you are you know, part of the maintenance program, it gets you on the list early. There's a lot of things like that that you can prepare people for that as of right now they're not even thinking about. Yeah, that's a big one that fills up really fast in the wintertime because it seems like the last couple years the amount of precipitation that we've gotten is significantly more than they predict. So it doesn't hurt to have – to be on our list and then if it's not as bad just give me a call because snow days we're starting at like 2 4 a.m right so you can text me or call me at whatever time and say hey i don't think it's going to be that bad take us off for today no problem beautiful monster trucks this weekend huh yes where is it chickasha chickasha i heard it on the radio and it sounds like a. have you ever been to a monster truck um i think when i was no that was a drag a tractor pull you know what that is 
that's some southeastern Oklahoma stuff. So they had it on <laughs> they had it on TV uh, a couple weeks ago. They had like the race where they drag it through the dirt, right? The big with the big weight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't stop watching it. Okay, so <laughs> a, a, a monster truck summer nationals. Yeah, if you get a VIP ticket, you can be Batman too. Like the real Batman. I hope so. Uh, Grady County Fairgrounds, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We will feature some of the baddest trucks in the world. Oh, <laughs> I can hear this. Josh, can you not hear this commercial in your head right now? The baddest trucks in the world, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's going to be hot, though. It doesn't start till 8. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Let's see here. Tickets are affordable. Well, aren't you going to be at a football thing on, over the weekend? Well, I'm doing really radio hot? shows all weekend, and I think I'm going to be inside. Oh, okay. Uh, well, now you just got me thinking maybe I need to check to see if this is going to be outside, because yeah, if it's going to be outside, fan. I'm going to go ahead and start out. We're going to do the second half of this show outside, but three giant shows, baddest trucks on the planet, going head-to-head for $30,000 cash. Wait, what? $30,000 <laughs> cash. Um, get her done, second generation rookie of the year. Uh, Venom. These are the trucks, by the, the truck way. The truck babes. Yeah. Huh, okay. And you can take a ride in a real monster truck. Are you serious? Kids meet superhero Batman. Only kids get to meet Batman. Oh. Wow, you're just crushing my dreams. VIP seating, though, is general admission, but the sections are reserved for VIP. You know what I noticed on that? The VIP is, is for ages two and up. <laughs> And I thought maybe they missed the one on the flyer for 21 12, and up. Yeah, 21 and up. But yeah, two and up. It's like, wait, I got to get a VIP ticket for my two-year-old. Well, who that's basically so won- they could beat Batman. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got to beat Batman. So, well, awesome. Look, at, not only are we here to promote up everything that's going on at Cavens, we got a free pro- free plug in for Chickasha mm-hmm, this weekend. Mm-hmm, you're welcome. Uh, have fun. Um, anything too. else we need to add on the on the, the magic of maintenance here at Cavens? I do want to say hi to our friends at The Landry here in Norman. They wanted to make sure they were listening to us. They're one of our um, commercial facilities maintenance customers that we have a great relationship with. We just adore them, and I wanted to say hi because they're listening. What's up to the uh, Landry people? Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Off Lindsay. Off Lindsay. Have a great day. We appreciate you, Jess. You too. Quick break. We're counting down to Brent Venables, and he is live from the podium coming up at 1030 as complete coverage of Big 12 Media Days rolls on from here at Cavens Construction on the raft. Now that you've had a full year to think about it, uh, what do folks that in Stillwater think about Oklahoma's move to the SEC? How has that affected your recruiting with, with an SEC school? Uh, trying to recruit the same players you want to go after. Um, and what do you envision of the future of, the, of Bedlam going forward? Well, the, the future in Bedlam is uh, is a year or two left. I mean, that's the future of Bedlam um, <clears throat> based on somebody else's decision. Recruiting for us hasn't really changed a lot. You know, it's interesting with, with young people now, uh, it... I'm, I'm not sure. You, you, you might be able to take a poll of the top 250, 300 recruits in the country and ask them if they know, for example, you could throw out um, what conference is Purdue in or what conference is um, Wake Forest in. And I would say there's about a 50% chance they might not even know what the conference is. Um, young people live in certain worlds today, and um, essentially they want to know what 
you as a university and athletic department, as a football team and a coach can do for them. That's, that's what they're interested in. So other than that, our recruiting hasn't really changed since, those, since the uh, conference realignment. So, I mean, I, is, is that what people are upset about? I know the other – there was a few more kind of digs taken as the day went on. But you notice he said Purdue or Wake Forest. What, what if he said Alabama or Georgia? <laughs> right. How about Ohio State or Michigan? Right. I mean – I just – I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. And it does it matter in the grand scheme of things? Is Mike Gundy's point for the players that they're looking at right? Probably. But if you're going to try to tell me that if you took the top 250 to 300 recruits and you asked them what conference Alabama – Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan are in. You're telling me they're not going to ace that? I mean, I, it just seemed odd that you would pick Purdue and Wake Forest on that front. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other big news from just moments ago, the we had kind of a quiet Greg Burks start because there was the, the instant replay for – targeting in the second half of games and how you can appeal it now and maybe not miss the next game. And then you had the block be below the lace and waste and engaging a blocker and how that's different outside the tackle box. But a new Big 12 rule, a ball caught in the end zone by an airborne wide receiver who is driven out of the end zone by a defender before he can land will be deemed a touchdown. That used to be a rule in the NFL that they changed. So... Interesting. That's going to be a controversial one. A big-time controversial one. All right, quick break. We're 30 minutes away from Brent Venables talking with the media. We'll bring it all to you live right here on The Ref.